where the fun begins. My name's Mark, and this is episode 60 of the Holocron Chronicles. I'm joined, as always, by my trusty co-pilot, Charlie Carden. Charlie, how you doing? Woo! Flying the spaceways. Just you and me, baby blue. Um, And with so much to talk about. No, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. That's this it. Is good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an unusual episode where it's just the two of us. But we figured we have so much to talk about with Star Wars Celebration that we didn't want to take away any time from a guest who we usually would like delve deep into their their Star Wars origin and all that fun stuff. And we said, like, you know, it's kind of a packed episode anyway. We don't want to take away from someone's story and make them feel rushed to try to get through right. everything. So right. we'll take a pause on guests this week. We'll go through the Star Wars Celebration stuff. Still stick up with the Mando episode recaps and uh and wrap it up there so um yeah that's that's kind of it for this episode but how are things things are good things are good it was um it's funny we um before we jump too hardly into news um celebration which we're going to be talking about was in london and then it was announced just today that celebration is taking a year break and coming back in 2025 in japan so i figured by the time they have one in 2027 It'll have to land back in Anaheim, right? It's just moving around the globe, unless they're going to have it in the middle, the middle of the ocean. I right. mean, I I kick myself because in 2019 it was in Chicago, which mm-hmm. is three hours from here, and we didn't go, which is I'm sure we had a reason. Couldn't I afford mean, it for well, you know, couldn't afford it for whatever reason. But it's just yeah. it's it's the, at the same place where we went to C2E2 not two weeks ago, right? And it it's it's one of those things where. Like when it was in Anaheim or when it, where was it like last year? It was in California. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, it was there and it was like, oh, you know, you get plane tickets. Like I was researching plane tickets and I was like, ah, you know what? Maybe I'll postpone it. And hopefully next year it'll be on the East coast. And then they announced London and it was like, shoot. Okay. Well, not the, the next year it has to be back in the states or somewhere right, maybe sure. it'll even go to toronto and i'll be like in canada i'll be able to easily go uh, no problem uh even though toronto's like further away than like boston or new york or somewhere like that that's so me, weird just right be weird right but um <laughs> yeah and then, and then japan i looked up just like picked random dates to see what like maybe flights might be looking like japan like just mm-mm Things not, that things that make you go, hmm, <laughs> ouch. Just, just, just not a good time uh, looking up yeah. ticket prices to to Japan. And they haven't even announced like a city. So I was looking right. up Tokyo, but it could be anywhere across Japan. So it, I, right. I have no idea. I was just like general ball, ballparking it, and the cheapest flights for this random weekend I picked in in May, because uh, you can't go that far ahead using right. uh, i think i was using expedia or something which checks like all the airlines compared um right but the the plane tickets and this is before like everyone in the world is trying to get to japan for a celebration so i'm assuming right. a, quite a sub- significant markup for that you know once those tickets become available right uh, yeah i unless there's some sort of miraculous uh budgeting lifestyle change in my near future 
Japan, Japan might not be in the cards. Uh, Disney reach. Yeah. Yeah. I sponsor a podcast to go. Let's, let's that would be great. Oh my gosh. (laughs) They'll give us some media passes. And just all of your other expenses are covered by you. That's all just a $3,000 plane ticket. No, good to go. Oh my Uh, goodness. But yes, you know what? It's the long game, you know, give it another five to 10 years. It'll end up back in the U S or in North America. You know, yeah, Canada. Yeah, yeah Toronto, Toronto uh, would be great. I could do that. It's Toronto would be, six, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I could do okay. that. Did you say that you're five or six hours from Toronto? Maybe I feel like I feel like it's maybe six hours from Detroit, so you'd slap another two hours on. So call it, you know, seven or eight hours from where I'm at. Yeah, what is I it give for you? you a like sense of twenty-four, hours? twenty-two. I, I see when I mapped out from where I live to where you live, that said it was 24 hours. So that's, that's crazy. I yeah, don't know. I'd have to look at it again. Over down yeah. the, the directionally, yeah. but yeah, you could take different paths. The last time I I've done the drive to Toronto a couple of times cause yeah. I'm insane. And it definitely yeah. like two full, full days of driving. Uh, realistically, yeah. if you don't want to kill yourself, yeah, three or four. It's, but yeah, uh, that's a, that's essentially like if you map into the U.S., that's from far beyond Maine to essentially Cleveland. Mm. If you were if you were driving in the, in the U.S., if, if, I mean, if I if I'm thinking Toronto across Lake Erie is about about Cleveland about Cleveland or so, maybe further on. So anyway, wow, so show, very show inside how baseball far in the the middle of nowhere I am. Um, Anyway, since we don't have to do introductions or anything, let's jump right, right. into Star yes. Wars Celebration. We've been talking let's about next year and or you know 2025 and, and years after. But let's go through. Do you want to kind of take turns going through some of this news? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, and what, what's inter- what's interesting is that uh, since Axtra is uh, was just back from his vacation today, mm-hmm. we were doing SFU just today, and so this was a big chunk of what we talked about in that. So I'm fresh. We even uncovered some details <laughs> that that even I wasn't thinking about, you know, before mm-hmm. we um b- before we started talking. So yeah, up first we have three new movies that we're talking about. Movie number one. And this is this one's for you, Mark, because you're a sequel trilogy guy. You named your kid after Finn. Um, this is the sequel to the sequel. Tri- what do you call a sequel to a sequel? Just a, another sequel. This is a sequel. Uh, sequel. If you're Nintendo, it would be the new sequel plus XL. Uh, I think it might be there just the go. sequel sequel for normal people or something there like that. Go. But anyway, there it's, you uh, go. Yeah. And again, I don't believe that it was described as uh, a trilogy per se. Maybe it was, no. but I'm not. I'm not really no, recalling. So it was simply described as a film. But Ray Skywalker rebuilding the Jedi Order 15 years after the rise of Skywalker, directed by Miss Marvels. Help me out here, Shereem Obeid Chinoy. Nailed it, Canadian. Did you do it yet? I just. Yeah. Oh, she's Canadian. Oh, okay. Yes, awesome. <laughs> So mm-hmm. I have I have a cat who is desperately trying to get my attention. So sometimes they get down here. Usually it's completely self-contained. But anyway, so if you hear a bunch that's of action figures go down, yeah. that's that's what she's doing right now. But this is wild, you know. And you know the sequel trilogy. You know we're gonna leave. This is something that Oxford and I said off. We're gonna we're gonna leave all of the haters, the neckbeards, the incels the terrible individuals who can't deal with the fact that star Wars had a female protagonist that a generation of, of children are now behind, you know, that, that that's their star Wars. That is their star Wars, no matter what way you want to splice it. Um, and now we're, we're getting the chance to see the story go on. And um, 
it's it's wild exciting. I just I, and I want to reiterate the story of Ray Skywalker because I've seen so many people across social media be like, oh, "I'm never calling a Ray Skywalker." Uh, earmuffs for the kids. If that's you, fuck off. <laughs> it's 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 a character, and and that was that was the conclusion to this arc of her journey. That's who she decided that she was. The yeah. concept of the concept of of found family in the world that we live in is bigger than ever. You know, it's funny. You look at, you watch something like, uh, like the walking dead, something post-apocalyptic, those people lose all of their blood relatives in, in 20 minutes. And then whoever you end up with becomes your family. So by the end of that show, which, you know, the first phase of it ended and now they're into the spinoffs and the sequels and whatever it is, you've got people saying, well, this is my kid, just a kid they found along the way, but this is my kid. I raised this kid. This is, you know, (laughs) one of the main characters, uh, uh, you know, Rick, who was the main character, had a wife who died, had a son who died. Um, the wife had a baby by by Rick's best friend, which Rick took as his own. Then when Rick married another woman, the, the little girl grew up calling her mom. So it's just found family, especially, you know, you look at something like Star Wars Galaxy Far, Far Away, War Torn, you know, across a galaxy when when you don't have any family the family that you find so why can't she be ray skywalker that is the family she became a part of right whether it be from luke from kylo yeah exactly your son they've been saying that especially but really driving it home this season and they're not even the same same way my god yes exactly so uh yeah ray skywalker fight me let's go trolls yeah uh, bring it yeah um i am don't be ridiculous so excited and so far the only casting they've announced is ray just i really hope they just back up the apology van i don't think at this point it's even a matter of backing up a dump truck full of money i think it's a sincere a good script and a sincere apology and the promise to do better to get john boyega back on and i i can't picture ray's story moving on without Finn, I I can picture a world where like Poe and the rest of the rebels are, are off doing, you know, rebuilding the, the, the new, the, new Republic, the new, new, new Republic. Right. And like, I can, I can like picture, I can picture right. a, a world where that's kind of happening in a different part and Ray's kind of off doing her own thing and rebuilding the order. And there maybe yeah. mentioned, but like, I just, I feel like Finn has to be a part of that story and I'll be very sad if it doesn't happen. But I, I also understand John Boyega's hesitancy and, and reluctance to return to the franchise. He feels like he's done with it. He's good. Um, but I'd, I'd love for them to figure that out. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, so the, the next one we got is the, the first Jedi. And this is going to be set 25,000 years before, uh, I guess before the Skywalker saga started, before episode one. And this is James Mangold, fresh off of directing Indiana Jones. And pitched as, And we did. We're, we're not really going to mention that because we're, we're mo- mostly focused on Star Wars. But we did get a new trailer for Indiana Jones oh, and the Dial of Destiny. And great, great new merch. It's funny where I'm sitting right now. Yeah. I'm looking at my now complete uh, five-figure set of the new Indiana Jones 
Marvel uh, Legends slash Star Wars Black Series um, mm-hmm. six inch figures. Uh, it was five figure set of Belloc Tote, uh, Indy, of course, Marion, and Sala. And it was a ba or a build an artifact. And you mm. built the ark, and it's it's gorgeous. I'll I'll, I'll snap a picture for you. Nice. Um, but I really, I, yeah, I really did enjoy. It. But anyway, they did announce a new six, I think a six figure wave, which is another ba, and you build the um, chakra stone skull mm. from Temple of Doom, Very and cool. it has figures from from Temple of Doom, and then from the new film. Um, so anyway, yes, that, that that's your that that's your Lucasfilm figure minute by me. And there were a lot of other Black Series figures announced but that that series in a lot of ways has kind of lost its luster they've gone through everything and they're almost to the point where trust me i see the stuff in the stores and it's really waxing and waning i mean the line's been around for 10 years and they've done they've done damn near everything you know what i mean so it's not like with the marvel figures where there's just there's always something more to do if they go for a deep cut they deep cutted star wars figures as much as they can do so anyway I'll well, stop I mean, we'll we'll probably get some more stuff based on some things that were announced. So that's the nice thing is yes. they're announcing so many new Star Wars things that the right. Black Series, all these figures will have kind of right. a refresh coming. Right. Up. But yeah, true, I guess true, true, uh, true. from from the older stuff they are running out. And that's one thing we won't be talking about today, aside from this kind of thing. And if it pops up again, is like the toy stuff. Uh, there's a lot of books and comics. We're going to kind of blaze through that and focus mostly on TV and movies and things like that. So if we miss something that you're passionate about, let us know. Join our Discord. Talk yeah, about please. it there. Because Discord's where it's at. There's, there's only so much time that we have to record. So we focused on uh, on cinematic things or at least the, you know, yes. Disney Plus and, and cinematic. So uh, the, back the, to the it, moving though. pictures. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. James, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. James Mangold directing this one pitched it as a biblical epic, something like the 10 commandments for star Wars uh, about the dawning of the force, who discovered it, how they learned to use it and where the Jedi came from. So sounds super interesting. Sounds pretty early on. No casting was announced. Right. Just that, uh, that Mangold's attached to it. And um, sounds and interesting. I mean, they can do whatever they want. It's 25,000 years in the past. That, they, that's they, what actually and I were we were going back and forth about because I couldn't remember and shame on me. The the Kotor era is approximately how far back? It's not this far back. No, no. Uh, okay, that's, it's maybe five thousand, ten thousand years. I ten thousands jumping into my head, but I okay. I would have to check. because we we know that the High Republic is about. Two two or three hundred years back, and then the the yeah, the alkalite falls the yeah falls in that same bit, and then we jump back to Kotor, which is still vague. Oh, sorry, canon. four thousand. I'm just checking okay. four thousand years prior to this the the film. So, so this uh, is like geez, even, blammo. Even less than I expected. Yeah. This, yeah so, so yeah, so this is this is absolutely new ground. Um, I, I think that that's very captivating. Plus, you've got a very well respected director who's already, um. I think about to earn his bones with Lucasfilm um, mm. with indie, indie because I just I just feel like you know while I have been the long term skeptic of Indy Five or Indy in the Dial of Destiny now I'm 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 sold I'm convinced I'm feeling really strongly about it so we'll see but yeah that that sounds awesome so are we ready to move on to the third one or do you have some other thoughts? Uh, no I I think so I just uh, you know th- this is going to be an interesting one I think just just because of how free it is because of right. Right. You know, is this going to be the first, the first 
thing to use the force because we've seen other factions use the force kind of naturally. We've seen Night Sisters. We've seen right. um, the, the uh, oh shoot, the names escaping me. The the creature we just talked about them in the Bad Batch recap a few weeks ago. Um, the creatures from Jedi Fallen Order, uh, the Zepho. There we go. Oh, the Zepho. There you go. Uh, so we we know there's been other factions using the force. Is this going to be a human? Is this going to be Yoda species? Who's the first? Is this the first Jedi right. or the first force user? That's that's what I'm kind of wondering. Right. And it seems like right. it's the first Jedi, but are they going to somebody who it from someone did, else discovers the force, which truly right. a, a a mythical energy that surrounds all life can only be mm-hmm. discovered, not created or whatever. Um, right. Yeah, it's fascinating, right. and to it's do it in two hour film stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. All right. Number three, Mr. Filoni, who appeared hatless. I, I made a note of it. Uh, at one point during what, during one of these panels is directing a Avenger style Mandoverse movie. That's what, when actually I were talking about it, I thought, you know what, you know, you look at the, the, the big, like the culmination film and you, we were talking about how the DCEU really got it wrong. Like they tried to rush it and cram a bunch of stuff in and it was a mess. Marvel, they did it and they only did it over a span of four years, but they just nailed it. And that's mm-hmm. kind of where the Filoni, the live action Filoni versus now. We've had the Mandalorian since 2019. Uh, we're in 2023 for anybody listening in the distant future. But if this film is at least two years away we're now looking at six seven years whatever it is of mando which then led us into the book of boba fett which has also led us into ahsoka so a three-pronged spinoff kind of bringing things together closing out interconnected stories of which we're still going to see quite a few um and we'll be talking about the ahsoka trailer in a moment because there's some groundbreaking stuff that is going to uh you know kind of you know rock rock your socks out. i'm in consensus with you uh you know this is going to be thrawn equals thanos and this squad equals you know the guardians of the galaxy because they're so cheeky but or basically basically all of our quote-unquote hero hero characters our gray heroes are our boba and our fennec and our mando and the man the, the, the mandos because we'll certainly find mm-hmm. out when we talk about mandalorians later on that uh the, the one has become many you know the it takes a village and that's what we got now so grogu maybe they'll cast maybe they'll finally toss a wig on sebastian sean and he could be luke skywalker i don't know sebastian stan um how you know how however they're gonna play it um mm-hmm. th- this is incredible it reminds me of and again i i don't know that it was done it, it certainly wasn't done to its conclusion because that program went on afterwards. But the X-Files, which came on in 92, 93, filmed in Canada, British Columbia. Yep. Um, in 1998, they had a summer movie, which was like, oh, this one's going to grow some plot threads or whatever. But it ended up being kind of an interstitial between that air came out of summer between seasons of a show that went on for like another two years. So this is not that. This is... Um, this is going to be like, you know, maybe, you know, we haven't heard anything about another season of Mando, so maybe Mando's done. But maybe Ahsoka gets a season or two, or maybe, you know, they haven't said anything about Boba, but maybe he gets something else, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. then it all just pools together into, what you know, whatever Filoni and I'm sure John Favreau um, have cooked up. Um, so in a lot of ways, this is 
this is a, a, in some ways a safe choice because Mando is so popular. These other shows are so popular. Um, the the Jedi Jesus one that Mangold is doing that is really a wild card. And then the Ray one, that's the one that, you know, people who are jerks make it controversial and it shouldn't be, but it's going to be great. You know what I mean? It's going to be a character that I have a lot of respect for. Um, and then forging for, you know, doing what Star Wars has been so reluctant to do in the last few years, which is choose a future, move mm. forward. Not like the things that Oxford might complain about and that even I, God forbid, sometimes agree with him. Like, you know, what did Lando have for breakfast, you know, on the Millennium Falcon after he took Han's clothes and they flew away at the end of Empire Strikes Back? I just don't care anymore. I don't want, you know, you know what, what what night is pizza night on the Rebel Cruiser, you know what I mean? I want something new and different. I want to see a new threat, a new big bad, something that doesn't have to do with Palpatine, something that doesn't have to do with the old Skywalker saga. Um, just move it forward, you know, give us a new crazy villain, give us the Yuzan Vong if you have to, but maybe not. Give us something, you know what I mean? Give us give us yeah. some something absolutely crazy. Um, but yeah, and Oxford and I were talking, he says, you know, you'd like to think that since they march these people out on stage or they set it at this big event, that maybe these are going to be things that are actually not going to get canceled. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and apparently, so we didn't mention, but the, uh, the Ray Skywalker movie is like planned for 2025 seems to be moving wow. pretty quickly. So- Kathleen Kennedy said she expects the finished script at the end of the month. Uh, wow. So they've been plugging away at this. And not really saying anything. We know from Instagram that Daisy was at Lucasfilm. She was at the headquarters. She was having meetings there months ago, kind of when she came back to social media. And people were like, is this just a general? Is she just like going back to reminisce? Or are they working on something new? And apparently it's working on something new. So she was back signing contracts and finding out how things are going, maybe script meetings, whatever. So we know this is uh, this is something more. Uh, I do have a couple of notes on the Mandoverse movie from Dave Filoni. So we do yeah. have a quote back from February. So this is fairly recently that uh, J- John Favreau confirmed that they have no ending of the Mandalorian planned. Um, they but nothing basically, announced. but no- nothing announced, of course. Mm-hmm. But um, basically says that they they it's going to continue however long he and disney deem it necessary hopefully without uh overstaying their welcome but Mm -hmm. um it's it's not like there's a finale that we're building to that they have in mind so reading that i'm reading this movie as more of an avengers especially avengers one this isn't end game to me this doesn't feel like you know like this is going to end and everything's going to be done. Mandalorian's finished. I I picture this as like Mandalorian, Boba Fett, Ahsoka, Skeleton Crew. All these shows are interconnected. And even, even going back to Rebels, I think we're going to really find out that Rebels happen and, and set up things for the same universe. And I think that's all going to come to this Avengers thing. And then they're going to go off. Now mm-hmm. we might mm-hmm. again we might find if this is Loki or Thanos we might find an Ultron that brings some of these people back again later. Right, but I don't right. think this is going to be the ending to any series or show or characters or well, unless some people die who knows but right like I think Grogu could show up in the Ray Skywalker movie 
as well. Cause I right. mean, he's not going to be that old. Uh, I think by that time he should be about as old as Yoda was when he started training Padawans. He'll be, he'll be speaking and not speaking backwards <laughs> because, uh, we know that's not really a thing. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's just, you know, that's, that, that's the long, um, Whoops, my I just kicked my camera. Excuse me. Um, that's uh, that's the long con from Yoda. What's he? He's just he's just ghosting people with that yeah. that backwards talk and speak. It's not real. That's it. That's it. Uh, <sighs> so that that's exciting to me. Um, um, yeah, thrilled for all three of these movies. They all sound really cool, and uh, they sound like Star Wars is moving forward. Whether they're they're going way back or forward or kind of telling a story that's culminated, but it seems like they're all going in very different directions. And as we're going to find out, like I I did mention skeleton crew briefly in there and we'll talk about that later, but next up um, we have some Ahsoka news and that's dropping in August. We saw a new trailer that looks amazing alongside Rosario Dawson's Ahsoka. We finally saw uh, Natasha uh, Leo Berdizzo's uh, Sabine. We mm-hmm. saw Mary Elizabeth Winstead officially announced. This has been rumored for a little while as Hera. Mm. A lot of people didn't realize she was uh, married to Ewan McGregor. So no clue. We've got absolutely yeah, no clue. Mister and awesome. Mrs. Obi Wan in Star and Wars. Of course, I didn't know that. My wife pointed out to me. A very old factoid about Ewan McGregor is that his uncle is Dennis Lawson, who is Wedge Antilles of the Rogue yeah. Rebel Alliance. Uh, yes, we we were um, we were just watching. We just watched a new hope this weekend and, uh, and empire actually. And, mm-hmm. uh, just cause you know, getting in the, the swing of everything. And, and that's, yeah. I, I pointed that fact out to my wife. Uh, and then she pointed out that Mrs. Obi-Wan, it was all like this little fact exchange where we were watching. No it. So clue. she's, my she's goodness. Hera officially. Uh, and Lars Mikkelsen back as Thrawn, nice. another character that we've seen the voice actor go to live action. And that, that is awesome. Uh, we got a very brief glimpse at Jabba the Hutt. I mean, sorry, uh, Ezra. I was confused that. Um, that's an inside joke for any Rebels fans. Charlie, you're staring blankly. You're right. I, I'm guessing that went right over your head. It, just, it is. The, uh, the, the, the squirrel started spinning on the wheel again. It's happening. Uh, but yeah, yeah, you're right. So we did get to see all of them. Uh, and then we saw Zeb. This was what I was stumbling over. Uh, and I have a Zeb and, action figure on the back of my shelf there. But we saw him on mando which i'm like well was he really we never really knew that we always thought that he just went off and that was his destiny but i guess right. for a little while he was hanging with the new republic so anyway yeah. so now that means well without with the uh, with the exception of canaan unless they cast somebody to have him pop up in a flashback we've seen yeah. everybody including chopper we've seen everybody in live action by the time this comes out we, we haven't seen um Hera's son right you can J- presume jason or jason yeah. And uh uh but another one we did see that I didn't expect to see in this is David Tennant back as Hugh Yang, which is uh, we Whoa. just talked about again in a couple a couple of episodes ago, uh who who is the uh the the droid lightsaber builder that helped the Jedi Padawans build their first lightsaber. Oh, and he's yeah. the droid that says I guess we should build another one and that I I don't know if that's Ahsoka getting new lightsabers, building a new Jedi order, whatever it is. But it's David Tennant back as that character from the animated, uh, the Clone Wars series going back that way. So we're seeing Rebels, we're seeing Clone Wars, we're seeing stuff coming everywhere. Uh, We also got new characters. So we got Ray Stevenson and Ivana uh, Sakno. 
uh, as two new characters, reports are saying that these are two are these two are, are master and Padawan survivors of Order sixty six. Flew oh. to the far outer rims, got a little bit lost out there, kind of turned a little bit to the dark side or mostly to the dark side, and might be loyal to Thrawn. Uh, I say mm. a little bit dark side because curiously enough, and Dave Filoni did comment on this and acknowledged it. Their lightsabers are not red. Their lightsabers are orange, or at least a dark orange, which is different from Sith and even most dark side users that we've seen, like Kylo Ren. Very curious stuff. So I can't wait to see more about this and more about their characters. Uh, But yes, Filoni has confirmed these are not red sabers. So we'll see. Crazy, man. That's wild. Mm -hmm. Oof. So we get this in August. We don't have a date, but um, who cares? August we'll get is one close soon. enough. Yeah. But uh, yeah, August is great in August for the uh, for us uh, Star Trek lovers. We also get Lower Decks back. The show that well, I'm going to watch, watch before August. I guarantee you that. I will. There you go. It is. It's a very fun show. And knowing about Star Trek is not necessary because it's just right. it's, it's a it's it's a spoof. All right. The uh, I kept screwing this up uh, in pronunciation. It's the 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 Echolite, the Alsolite, <laughs> Echolite. The acolyte, L- yeah. acolyte, like Acacelser. The first time, That's what I said. Acacelser. Uh, so we got more casting from that show, including Rebecca Henderson playing an established High Republic character, Vernestra. Oh, that is a Star Wars name. All the live long day. Um. So, oh, you said you, so. You saw a piece of a trailer then. That you're I did. Say here. Yes, oh, I did. Uh, I I saw a leaked glimpse of a trailer that someone had shared through through a, a, a little group like star wars group chat that i'm in and uh, as we were trying to watch them they were getting taken down like that's how oh, quick man. they were taking these down wow uh, so i saw like part of a leaked trailer um, so it, li- it lives what i in saw looks badass uh Love it does it, it look deal. it's high republic there's a lot of stuff going on um but it very very small glimpse so um awesome. i can't wait for them to actually release this trailer it's it's a shame that they they showed it off in these panels and didn't show it to the public but i guess that's how it works right yeah i mean that's that's how it worked last year with uh with mando season three trailer they sat on exactly that. but but still you got the grainy cell phone footage footage out there that we watched at least for that last year where you saw you know oh here's mando approaching you know uh coming back to mandalore and stuff we saw all that so <laughs> So, yeah, um, super duper crazy. So, oh, and then you had a similar experience with a teaser trailer for Andor season two, which we've known about um, yeah. and again, taken down um, halfway through filming with the release date uh, of August 2024. So that'll be the same window uh, that uh, that Ahsoka has for this year. So mm-hmm. so they're really functioning on a, you know, if you're looking at two live action shows a year on like a February august window which is it was funny that's what that's what, that's what star trek does too with mm-hmm. a third show in, with, with a third live action show in the summer that should be strange new worlds to be in june right. so it'll probably match that um you know it'll probably match it and that's i mean that's what streamers do now you know betraying the old model which used to be you know 
the September to May season. And then summer was for reruns back when, you know, I was a kid. And that just doesn't exist anymore. Stuff is year round. Stuff gets dropped all at once uh, as, you know, as the old ways tend to drop away. So that's fine. You know, we live in uh, a world of on-demand entertainment and that's okay. So Skeleton Crew, talk to me about Skeleton Crew. First, I need to go back to the Acolyte for two seconds. All right. Just just go. Leslie Headland's initial pitch for this show was so bonkers that I need to touch on this. She pitched it as Frozen meets Kill Bill. Now, we brought that up on SFU as well. And it's just like, what? So what? it's, it's, she's does, swinging a saber and singing and I, heads getting lopped off. I mean, what's, what's going, what, what, what's is it going like on an out, but well, I, I see, I take that what's as more fr- of an yeah. outcast that was trying to hide her powers and the family the maybe trying to hide her, didn't want her taken away kind of thing. Maybe, Hey, if we do get some musical stuff in star Wars, I'm all for it, but I'm taking it more as like, try to suppress your powers. Maybe you shouldn't, maybe some bad shit's going to happen. I don't know. Right. Uh, but, and meets Kill Bill. I just, I'm excited for this show. Beyond excited. That's, um, yes. It's, chop, we've chop, got chop. Wookiee Jedi. We've got a lot of lightsaber stuff. This is going to be right. like High Republic at its best. And I'm excited to see it in live action, not just in comics and books, even though they're great. Uh, so yeah, sorry. We can move on to Skeleton Crew. Um, was showing off a little bit. I didn't see any bit of this. Nothing that was leaked would work for me, but the descriptions of the clip saying that Jude Law's character has a connection to the force. He was seen floating a key to his hand. One of the kids screams, he's a Jedi. We don't know if he's a Jedi or if he's just force sensitive and knows how to do some shit. Right. Uh, but it takes place, like I said before, during that same time frame as Ahsoka and Mando. Oh, so I'm wondering, go. so this is, pitched as more of a ground level what do everyday people do in this universe and what happens when some stuff goes awry Uh, apparently these kids are mixed up with some pirates accidentally they're playing and they end up on a ship and their parents are saying please come home and they run into jude law who tries to help them and it's like an amblin movie in the star wars universe of like the goonies or this kind of stuff of like that's the kind of vibe that they're going for with this um so I don't know if they're too far out of rim. Maybe they could run into Thrawn and Ezra if they're that far out in the galaxy. Right, right. Is there going to be some possible crossover, some appearances set up for that like Mando verse movie? Would Jude Law's character, would some of the kids be in, in there? Who knows? But there's the potential because it is in the same timeline. And they made sure very specifically to say that it was in the t- same timeline as Ahsoka, as Mando. Why would they bother taking time up on the stage to like really point that out if there wasn't some potential of a crossover? Mm. So that's what I'm reading into this one. I love it. Very exciting. So uh, looks like uh, wrapping up this portion of Tales of the Jedi season two was announced. No dates or other news about it. So the Tales of the Jedi were those were those recent vignettes that we got. Yeah. And they all kind of they dropped, I think, back last October. Just mm-hmm. little, you know, I eight to fifteen minute kind of bits and pieces. So yeah, no telling kind of really what that would sound like. But um well, yeah, and that but like, it, the, it'll 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 all be something fun, that's for sure. Yeah, that, that that's where we got more of Ahsoka's origin of Yaddle's story of Count Dooku. So yep. it could focus on right, right. right any Jedi really at this point. So I'd like to see, you know, I think we already went through like, who would we like to see? I'd, I'd love to see more of like Cal Kestis or his 
you know, Jedi master before he started or as he started training Cal or like Kit Fisto. Uh, there, there's so many cool Jedi that we can focus on more of their backstory in these little vignettes. Yeah. Right. That I think right. would be pretty great. Um, so we, we got that and, and mentioning Cal, we did get a new gameplay trailer for star Wars Jedi oh. survivor. Which I, I think action. I've seen in bits and pieces. Yeah, yeah. Holy crap. It looks so good. There's uh, some epic lightsaber action. Um, there's a scene where he's like fighting a stormtrooper on a speeder bike. And is like, oh, I did see that. I saw that thing. on Twitter. And then he just force yeets the the, the stormtrooper into right a into TIE it. fighter that's coming up. like Low-flying TIE fighter. Oh, squish. Holy yeah, shit. Ouch. I'm so excited for this. Uh, there's like team up battles shows him and Marin and another, uh, I forget the character's name, but there's another guy that comes in and it looks like they're just yeah. like, trading punches with whoever they're fighting. So like, it looks great. And Cameron Monaghan was there. He's delightful and hilarious. Literally gave a fan the poncho off his back and just threw it to a Cal Kestis cosplayer in the crowd. Like he's, he's a Jedi. Say like he j- he literally he gave the shirt self- off his back selfless. to someone. He is the Very Jedi selfless, Jedi. Like, like Jedi. It, it's just yeah. it's fantastic. Um, so I hype levels are through the roof of this for this game for me. Uh, I can't wait, and it just it seems like it's going to be when, like action game of the year. When 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 will we really get Cal three weeks Kestis in? We get this game a, pr- a production. Oh, in no, a production. Like in, oh, in a show, not in soon a show. enough. Not so yes, enough. I, but but it, it, it is inevitable. There's no uh, there, there's no yep. there won't be. So bad batch, which we're just wrapping up now. Mark with our with our friend, our I was to say our friend yeah. group ninety nine, our friend force ninety nine. Um, we've had two releases on our Patreon, uh, which I think we totally blew past. Giving a very special thanks to our Patreons. We love the Patreons yes, that support right. sure. our network here. I know, I know. But yeah, no, we're very thankful of folks like Jamie Prinky uh missy merchant uh and uh the nias family uh, thank yeah. you very much for being there for us uh but yeah uh with our uh friend force 99 we've had two patreon releases where um you know we we, we pulled the bad batch out of this show because it was too much to talk try to balance talking bad batch and talking mando and having a show that went two and a half hours long because that's just not where we're at for the most part um so we've had two of those releases mark i know is that we're sitting on the uh, talk about episodes 15 and 16 mark i know you're going to pump that first one out to the regular feed so you regular yes. folks are going to get to hear what we're talking about everyone's love the, i think over, all yeah. three episodes of that are going to drop very quickly on the main feed so patreon yep. uh listeners are going to get that First, I'm going to drop the final one probably before you're actually listening to this or around the same time. And uh, and then a t- very short amount later, everyone is going to get to listen to the whole thing. So it's, it's all coming I up love, very quickly. I love listening to those too because the format is we record them separately and yeah. then Mark splices them together. So then I get to hear what Mark and Kay think about the episodes we it's watch. A, and that's kind of very- fun different yeah it's uh it, my my wife even listened to one and was like i kind of dig this format because it is like very much like solo monologuing uh breakdowns of the right. episodes with our own personal thoughts there's no back and forth it's not a conversation like right. this like you record kind right. of right after you watch it i record like right before i put everything together and right. Kay kind of like it, it writes it out and, and it gives more thoughts it's very different yeah. 
and I usually it's funny because down in the studio I have a little TV which also doubles at our booth. We're working at Comic Con this weekend, so I got to break it down and take it upstairs to set up our booth. And I usually will watch the episode and be taking my notes, and then I'll record. It's very fluid right. process. Yeah. Like so. At any rate, we've gone on and on about this, but I'm very excited to have this drop out. We did find out that Bad Batch will get its third and final season. I'm going to guess, like I said, I believe that these things all follow an annual basis. Um, So I'm thinking we'll get the Bad Batch probably, what do we get it, January? Do we get get early January? Um, So so not even, yeah, so just basically about nine, ten months away. uh, And we'll see the end of that story. So, oh, that was another figure announcement. We saw a complete uh, set of season two Bad Batch characters. So in their new, cool, chipped up armor. I did, I took a pass on the season one. Uh, ones because they were tough to find figure the the figure game is a tough one because and that's got to be harder up in canada because a lot of them will be oh it's a target exclusive you guys don't have yeah we don't even have target Uh, so where do those go i don't even know if you can order those online or whatever uh but you guys do have toys r us but that doesn't really help you out very much um with that kind of stuff so these will all be general release or i think one of them one of them might be a walmart exclusive or or a couple of them but at any rate walmart exclusives you can at least you can at least order them online um so i'm planning to get that whole set and and kind of fill out the uh the, the middle shelf here of my figure so uh but anyway okay visions that's the other big trailer yeah. you, you take that one please Sure. Yeah, we we just got this trailer drop today. Vision season two. We had the studios announced a little while ago, but this is the first look we have. It looks delightful. It's coming out May 4th, so we don't have that long to wait. There's nine new shorts from nine global animation studios. These are considered non-canon, although Vision season one, I remember back when we were talking about those some of them fit more in canon than others. So it's going to be a weird little mixed bag of like, I think this could probably fit in canon or that's definitely not fitting anywhere. So it'd be interesting to see. Uh, Looks delightful. I can't wait to talk more about it, but uh, that's kind of it for, for our coverage. Anyway, I'm sure we missed some stuff. They did Um, a lot, but yes, did did they ever. Yes, Uh, I did. I did put out uh, on on my Instagram story, like literally 10 minutes before we started recording, 15 minutes before we started recording, um, that I was wondering what other people thought of of Celebration. So we got uh, Jedi Mama said, Hayden receiving the love he deserves. That was her favorite part of uh, Celebration. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you watched that panel. The crowd I did. I watched a little bit of like it. Yeah, I watched a little bit of it. 10 minutes gave this guy like just all the love he deserved. And uh, it was it was fantastic to see. Like it was just you could tell he was getting choked up and emotional like and you couldn't help but get choked up and emotional watching it just because like he went through so much shit like the whole cast did for all the prequels like yeah. stuff that they never deserved. And to see him back on stage with people just losing their freaking minds was right. was amazing. And it yeah. was the same kind of thing. Yeah. Anytime someone even remotely mentioned Ahmed best, uh, it was the that same poor, kind of reaction. Poor man. Oh my goodness. And uh, it's just, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's so good. So good to see them. And, and yeah, like Jedi mama said, so well-deserved. I, that was those kind of things are just, yeah, that that's awesome to me. Yeah, I agree. Sweet. Well, that's a wrap on that. But as always, 
keep the conversation going over on our SFU Discord. You can hit Mark and I up on the socials, which we'll tell you about at the end of the show. But keep the conversation going. That's where you can find us. Mandalorian, episodes five and six. I'll just jump right in. I will be happy to read uh, number five. That's a pirate. Uh, Peter Ramsey uh, is the director. John Favreau. Writing this from just a couple of weeks ago on March 29, uh, in retaliation for Vane's expulsion, Gurren Shard invades Navarro. That's the uh, that's Pizza the Hut, the the veggie Pizza the Hut guy, right? Wasn't he or uh, uh, Swamp Dread. Thing? Old, yeah, uh, old, uh, old yeah, Dread. Swamp Thing. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I mean, basically, it's you know what you pull out of a pool filter. That's what this dude looks like. Uh, seeking help from the New Republic, uh, Apollo Creed contacts Carson Teva. Uh, suspecting that the attack is a prelude to the ri- new rise of an empire. And then Carson Teva, by the way, if you're not j- jumping on the name, is the New Republic guy, the Asian fella from the, what was that show, Off the Boat? Just uh, the, the sitcom he was on? Was that? Oh, uh, was that no, Kim's Convenience. Kim's Convenience. Off the, that was, a, it was an, I'm sorry, mixed up a show. Kim's yeah. Convenience. There you go. Um, yeah, suspecting that it could be a sign of the rise of the new empire. Uh, Teva informs uh, Colonel Tuttle, who is basically an administrator in the New Republic. So we're getting more peaks of how much the New Republic really sucks. Uh, mm-hmm. But Tuttle shows indifference. Uh, so uh, Teva goes and tracks down the Mando covert and asked in Jaren for help, manages not to get shot doing it, which is impressive. Um, then uh, convinces the covert uh, to come to Karga's aid despite the prior confrontations with him. And Bo assumes command of the attack force. And this is when we, we end up seeing dropship Mandos and all the kind of exciting stuff that, that we saw in those leaked trailers over the last 12 months. Mandos fight the pirates. Um, uh, Pond Scum guy flies away. And, uh, the you know, pirates getting killed left and right. Uh, the other ones are detained. The Mandos are welcomed back by Apollo Creed. And he says, here's the land that I, that I promised to uh, Mando. You guys, you guys are good. So uh, the armor connects with Bo, and uh, the armor's like, tell me about your deal with the Mythosaur. You know, do you really Finally. think that you saw it? Yeah. Uh, and and Bo's like, yeah, I, I totally saw it. And so the armor says, that kind of makes you Mando Jesus. You're the one who's going to go around, and, and you're going to reunite us. Take your helmet off. She's like, uh, is this a trick? And she did, mm. but she takes her helmet off, and then the armor marches her out, and and all of the mandos are like clutch pearls. Ooh, she took her helmet off, and uh, the armor simply says she walks both worlds. She is our basically our emissary. She is now going to mm. uh, go out and find other mandos for us. So we cut back to our guy Teva flying home, and he comes across an imperial shuttle. Uh, wrecked, which turns out it was Moff Gideon's uh, prison transport, gone missing during transit. He finds a fragment, and by using his little camera, he flies inside and finds a chunk of Beskar ally, implying that the Mandos broke Gideon out. Mm-hmm. Lot going on. Super great episode. Damn, I love this episode. Yeah, so great. Um like you said, there's a lot going on. Um, I love that. We we got that in the first teaser, I think, or at least one of the trailers of all the Mandos, like you said, drop shipping down. Yeah, uh, big time. And uh, it was so satisfying to see that just like, 
the, right. These guys just clean house. Like, yeah. holy shit. They just took out a whole town. Um, as a, as a video game player, it reminds me of, uh, like some of the best parts of, of, uh, of Halo. Um, and, and just like how elite those, uh, those troops are. Um, yeah. Like, especially with, with like, uh, Oh man, what was the game? Uh, Halo Reach, I think, with with more. And then there was another. Uh, anyway, getting off topic. Um, I absolutely loved the the little nod to R five working with the Rebellion and being a Rebel spy this whole time because of that mm-hmm. theory that he sabotaged himself. Right. R two uh, right. went with Luke and and got so like you just think R two said to him like he was like, hey, my brother. Do yeah. me a salad, will you? Okay. Yeah. I've got these like, Death Star yeah, plans. Right. I need to get out of this shit. Yeah. Uh, let, you know, sabotage yourself. Yeah, blow your motivator. Hook it up. Yeah, exactly. Right? So, like, it worked out. He went off, you know, and, like, it's just, it's so freaking perfect that that's, like, this little thing that they, they shoved in there right. from, like, you know, episode right. four. And it's, like, okay, like, theory confirmed. I love that they just throw those weird little yeah. things in, in such a packed episode. Um but yeah, so cool that it's um, that we see. I I do understand. So I've heard a lot of complaints about this episode and the next one, and this the, season. The next as a whole. one, yeah, I got thoughts about the next one. But yeah, the, well, this season as a, as a whole really is focusing less on the Mandalorian, Din Djarin, and focusing more on Bo or other stories here, there, and everywhere. Right, growing the story. Yeah, exactly. Unless this on- one. Grogu too, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. And this one, you can see that you can see that it's like, okay, well, Bo is this, you know, you're the centerpiece. You're the person who's going to unite the world. And you could kind of think that at this point, like Bo was going to go off. She was going to have, right. was going to focus back on Mando and then she was going to go off. And the next time you see her, maybe she comes back for an appearance with Sabine or it's a cameo or something like that. And then the next fo- one, we, we jump right in and, and, uh, well, take it away. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, I, uh, I, I, I did like that. And I, you're right. I do. You know, it, if they just kept rolling over the same old beats, even though the same way they're like, oh, it's a we'll get into the next episode. The, the kind of the whole fetch quest. That's the next episode, which I, anyway, I have thoughts, but we'll get there. Um, but this one, this one seemed a little bit more about, you know what? This is the first time we got we got the whole band together, uh, except, though, obviously, in the next episode, we meet even more Mandos who are banded together, but the whole covert got together and, you know, they, the whole church group went on an outing, you know, they all got on their little (laughs) church bus and they went and they went and blew some shit up. I mean, which is, you know, it's, it's endearing in its own. Am I right? That's kind of what it felt like. Um, They were all different from church groups. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Church groups Uh, just going around blowing shit up. So, but uh, no, that's how, that's how it was. And in doing so they, you know, they found themselves a new home. So, um, as Navarro is like, it's kind of like a Tatooine with, you know, with some style, you know, where you can get a suntan, but not like, you know, mm-hmm. not, not like die of dehydration. Well, like I dig Navarro. Navarro's a cool planet yeah, where Tatooine's like, eh, you know, yeah, exactly. So yeah, I kind of dug this episode. It was nice to see the pirate King, you know, old, uh, mossy, mossy McFuzzback, uh, get blown up and have his, his, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and have that taken out and, and kind of see evil punished. I like that. Um, you know, Grief Karg has come a long way because he used to be the dude who was, you know, sitting in the schoolhouse and and dealing mm-hmm. out bounties. 
um, which was a big bone of contention between him and the pirate guys. So, um, yeah, I dug this episode. I thought it was it was cool. I'm glad to see Bo's character kind of moving forward. What are you thinking about all the uh, all of the shipping out there between Din and Bo? You think it's oh, legit yeah. or is it is it misnomer? Absolutely. Yeah, I still don't a hundred percent know if I can trust her. I'm tr- I'm trusting her more, and I'm seeing the ship a yeah. little bit more. Uh, yeah. This whole time I've been like w- waiting for her to be like, yeah, the throne's all that matters. I'm going to stab you in the back. But like the more it goes on, I'm like, okay, yeah, she's kind of being like the mom to, to right. Grogu. And I think right. that's becoming more endear. Like, I don't think at this point Din really cares, but I think if she can kind of like wiggle in there as like, well, like kind of the de facto Grogu's mom, he'll be like, ah, I yeah. guess it could be worse. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like you're just like, okay, yeah, yeah you're you're cool with it's, my kid, then that means I'm cool with you. It's yeah, it's me or nobody. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, exactly. So I oh. I do have to ask, aside from the shipping, which I'm I'm kind of digging. How are you feeling about that? Is it same same kind of? I mean, I I like it because again, you know, all relationships are built on common interest: blowing shit up, retaking yeah. Mandalore, hating on the Empire. You know, and um, yeah, they, they, you know. And again, you know, like as a common interest in, in family, you know, because they got they got a Grogu between them and they've, they've saved each other's lives a bunch of times. And then really, I think, you know, he put a ring on it at the end of this next episode. You know what I'm saying? Oh, he got call, his, what, yeah, he was he was able to, you know, kind of kind of close the deal. So uh, but again, we, we can we, we yeah. Certainly, so let's it, talk final ju- thoughts before we move on. Just before. Yeah. Just before we move on to that, I want to get your final thoughts on. Moff Gideon. Do you think the Mandos actually had something to do with it? Do you think Dude, this is okay? Fake all right, out. yeah. You you and I are on the same page. That's a total yeah. complete bullshit fake out. That Moff Gideon yeah. planted some Beskar there. That's it. Right. Oh, absolutely. Because he knew that that he knew that whomever it, what the New Republic would then turn their attention to um uh, to going after the Mandos, and now they know where to mm-hmm. find them. You know, right. uh, because right. because uh, because our Kim's convenience guy tracked him down. So, oof. Um, yeah, episode yeah. six. I have thoughts. So, but you know what? I'll uh, you know some superb execution anyway. Episode six is Guns for Hire, uh, directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. She's delightful, very talented. John Favreau is the writer. Just was on on April fifth. Bo Din and Greggy set out for. Plazir 15, where Bo's former army, now read by ex-Wolves, which basically sounds like a stripper name, uh, have set themselves up as mercenaries. You know what? He's not bad looking either, so I, I can see that. Mando stripper? Uh, before they can meet him, they are involuntarily diverted by the planet's rulers. Oh, the fetch quest. Captain Bombardier, Jack Black, and the Duchess, Lizzo. Now, my wife loves Lizzo. So that part of it was totally appreciated kind of for what it was. But anyway, so Jack Black and Lizzo, which is all I'm going to call them, uh, ask for help in uh, neutralizing several repurposed but malfunctioning Imperial and Separatist droids. Uh, uh, After stopping a rogue droid, Bo and Din follow his trail to the Resistor, a droid bar, and convince its uh, bartender and clientele to help them out. They find out that the droids were sabotaged through nano droids. That sounds like some Star Trek stuff in the bar's maintenance fluid. So basically, they were they were all drunk. They're spiked. They're roofied. It was it was droid roofies. 
Yep. Uh, and find out they were they were less and and it was uh, it's tracked back to Commissioner Hellgate, very subtle name for Top Klingon and uh, inventor of the time machine, Mister Christopher Lloyd, who must be about a thousand years old. He's got he's got to be older than my dad. He's got to be in his, his late seventies, I would think. Um, so yes, they they they, they confront him. Uh, Hellgate reveals he, he is a separatist from back in the day. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and then, and then and, yeah, and oh my goodness, and then Bo zaps him and knocks him out. Uh, the uh, Lizzo uh, sentences a uh, remorseful uh, Christopher Lloyd to live in exile on the moon of Parquat. That's a very Star Wars word for a while. That's a weird way to end that sentence. Uh, granted, an yeah, exactly. It won't be too long a while. Uh, granted, an audience with the Mandalorian privateers because of this ridiculous fetch quest. Bo challenges Woes for leadership and kicks the shit out of him. It's awesome. Um, to help her ascendance, uh, uh, Din admits his capture by the cyborg in the minds of Mandalore and is rescued by Bo-Katan, which rightfully bestows the Darksaber back to her. Boom! Put a ring on it! Now they're a thing. That's basically the equivalent of giving a girl your class ring or your, your letterman's jacket in high school. Um, so yes, now she's wearing Bo's Letterman's jacket. She puts on his best car. Maybe, maybe puts on his jetpack. Now we're going steady. There you go. Oh, very, very 1950s. I freaking loved this episode. It reminded me of like goofiest shit from the Clone Wars that I just dug. I don't know if I was just feeling something goofy and I'm going to rewatch this in like six months or a year and be like, what the hell was I thinking? Because I do that with some of the Clone Wars episodes. Like sometimes I'm yeah. like, yeah, Jar Jar is great. And other times I'm like, skip. So uh, skip. I loved it. Every single episode, right. like every single moment of this one. I love Jack Black. I love Lizzo. They're both great. Uh, but I know, like, I understand why some people don't. The fetch quest, Pe it was very people much. Are, people are week. flipping their shit. All the hardcores 100%. are totally down down on this, which, you know, that that's going too far. Oh, Lizzo and Jack Black are dancing around having a good time on this, and then they put it on social media. So the fuck what? They should. That's what it's for. Shouldn't yeah. people be having fun? This is not fucking Shakespeare. Star Trek is Shakespeare. This is you, Star you Wars. It's fun. Star Wars, I am not going to stop dancing. Like it's it's fun because I'm gonna dance. It, it's, people, yeah, regular people and you know celebrities in particular. You're like, oh, I got a cast in Star Wars. You think they're not gonna have? You think they're gonna take it seriously? They take it seriously to a point, but other than that, you know, you it's like uh, Daniel Tosh, who's a stand-up comedian, said, "Oh, I was asked to do a high school commencement, and after it was all said and done." The, you know, the principal was like, well, we really thought you were going to take it more seriously. And he was like, really? You thought this was the point that I was going to start taking something seriously? <laughs> Jack Black's been doing his shtick for 25 years. He's not going to take being on Star and, Wars seriously. And and to, like I so I, I screenshotted this uh, this picture from from Lizzo on uh, I think it was Instagram or, or Twitter or both. Um so this is this is the quote from and she it was a picture of her with with Grogu in the background. Uh, when I was a young girl, my dad introduced me to Star Wars like a rite of passage. The trilogies are his favorite movies and quickly became mine. When John Favreau called me and offered me the role of the Duchess, I cried all day, wishing my dad was still with us because he'd Aww. be so proud. Star oh Wars was goodness. a dream I never thought was possible, but thanks to John, Bryce, and everyone in the galaxy, I am now part of an ever-expanding saga of the stars. 
I am in honorable company and forever grateful. This is the way and may the force be with you. You have something bad to say about that one? Just like. Not a chance. Not certainly not me. Yeah, yep. exactly. You know, that is the beauty of, and again, I, I, I lump, this is where I do lump the, the Trek and the Wars together. When you're a part of that family, for better or for worse, you're always a part of that family. It's like, for example, April and I are going to the Star Trek Las Vegas uh, con this August, uh, which has been going on for about 10 or 15 years. They get easily well over 100 guests, 100 actors who have participated in Star Trek nice. from 1966 to present day. And the 1966 ones are really friggin' old, but they still get them in there. But they're all loved. They're all revered. Everyone has like, oh, my God, I remember that episode where you were crewman number three or whatever. People still know. <laughs> People say, you know, because yeah. you, you just you you become you know, the same thing with Star Wars. It's like, oh, you were alien. You were Ewok number seven all the way to the left when they were, you know, they had C-3PO flying around on his throne and Return of the Jedi. Somebody's going to know it and somebody's going to dig it. Warwick Davis will always be worshipped. You know, Anthony Daniels, until the day he dies, will show up at every single, you know, Star Wars, whatever, that he has a chance to. And people will clap and sure, they will still enjoy it, you know, because that's the joy of entertainment. That's what Oxford and I were, were talking about. And, and he and I tend to really differ about some Star Wars things. But we are, our topic uh, this week, if you're not listening to SFU uh, Prime Show, which should be up by the time you're listening to this, uh, was Todd's concept of dumb fun in movies. What is dumb fun? It's entertainment. If it makes you smile, if you were laughing like, oh, if you were clapping your hands and laughing, watching Lizzo and Jack Black do their thing in this episode, that's entertainment to you. That's all that matters. If you're mm-hmm. taking it so seriously, you know, go go pick up a book if you need to take something seriously. You're not going to get it out of Star Wars. You know, there are Star Wars books. I didn't ever take any of those seriously either. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just have some fun with it. So I, I agree to a certain level, but, you know, I... The other part of me just didn't want to see them keep drawing the story out because we've only got two episodes left. So, right. you know, how is this Moffy Giddy thing going to come together? How is that going to, you know, compare contrast to Bo's big mission to bring all of Mando's together? And, and what's going to happen with that is going to lead to an all out war with Imperial Remnants. That's where this must be going, you know, because if, if the Remnant yeah. Imperial snagged him back, but then they tried to plant evidence that now the New Republic is going to come out for the Mandos. And so there's some kind of three-pronged, you know, cluster F that's going on here. That's where I feel like this is headed. And it, like it could be starting to set up a next season or even this big Mandoverse movie. Like we don't really yeah. know. We we might not see Moff Gideon aside from like an end of the season kind of like I'm free, bitches. Ha ha. Like that in season four. Set him up right for the next season, right? Or like as a big bad alongside Thrawn in whatever's coming next. Or hell, it could be Thrawn's terrible. I know I suck, but like Thrawn's worse. Team up with Moff Gideon and I'm the lesser of two evils. Like this, they could be going in a bunch of different ways with Moff Gideon this story. Right. And, you know, like I as much as yeah, I, I understand that for sure. Like the the fetch quest is like two episodes left. Like, are you going to rush through the next two? Is it setting up more? Yeah, that, that's my concern. But, yeah, you know, I, I, I mean, think about the most powerful episode of live action Star Wars television we had was the season finale of season two of Mandalorian. Luke Skywalker yeah. and, and the Dark Troopers. 
it's never really been better than that. So I, I tend to put my faith back in Favreau and Filoni and, and hope mm-hmm. that they deliver, you know, and we'll, we'll know by the time we listen to this, um, you know, the next, uh, then the next, the last episode will be out. Um, and, uh, then we're, we're teeing up to the finale. So yeah. we'll see. I do have a question before we go. I mean, we're br- pretty much ready to wrap things up. Bo getting the dark saber here. Is that legit? Because in the past, here, hear, hear me out for a second. In the past, it's been pretty well established that not only do you have to defeat the person who has the dark saber, but you have to claim it as your own. Which is why Sidious never owned the dark saber, even though he kicked mm-hmm. the ever-loving shit out of Darth Maul. Did he? And but didn't kill him. Didn't kill him, but never claimed the dark saber. He easily could have. He didn't have to kill him. He just claimed it. Just like I'm mm-hmm. assuming, you know, we we saw, uh, we we saw um, Sabine. She owned the dark yeah. saber. She's not dead. She got defeated or lost it somehow, or something happened. Right? right? Like, and did she lose it to Gideon? How did she? Yeah. Did, or did, did he just right. did That's he how, just not bother to follow that protocol? So like it's, it's been kind of established that you have to not only have to defeat the person, but you have to claim it, whether they, they die or, but like at some point you have to pick it up and be like, yeah, this is mine now. I've stolen it from you. I've Give defeated me. you. Yeah, uh, right. Although I guess like it wasn't really claimed by Din when he defeated Gideon. So they, they might be just throwing that out, but like to claim that, like, I don't know, th- there's something weird to claim that the cyborg kind of defeated Din. So like, you know, he owned it and she said, like, I don't know. It seems like a kind of a roundabout way of like, why didn't he just give it to her? Like, yeah, you know, I was defeated by a bad taco and uh, she I like rubbed my head it. while I was puking. So now she owns a dark oh, saber. I don't know. Maybe it, like, I, I, you know what? It could, it could be something along the lines of the old ways are toast. The same way <laughs> that she looked at him and said, Oh, you're, you know, like, I think I've compared this before. And again, local people listening here in Grand Rapids, we're very big with the Christian Reformed Church of America, like mm. super, super duper Bible thumping folks, absolutely everywhere around me. And I'm not a religious guy at all. So, but they have their rules, but much like all things in, you know, the way Homer Simpson says, well, what's that religion that has all those well-meaning rules that don't work out in real life? Oh, Christianity. <laughs> um, you know, it could be the same thing. They have these rules. Um, that, you know, when they meet, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of like the pot calling the kettle black. She meets Din and he's like, oh, you take your helmet off. You're not a Mandalorian. And she's like, oh, you're one of them. And then, and then he's here, take this dark saber. Well, I can't take it. Cause my rules say blah, blah. Well, then you're the one who's got to right. stick up your butt. So maybe it's time for them to both take their helmets off. And just get down. Everybody make love. There you go. It's it is. It's it's you know what? It's it's Mandalorian Woodstock. Everybody get naked. Uh there you go. They, they were out in the big grass field. Just uh, all they need is a right. few speakers and a band. Um right. I'm sure there you go. Here's here. here's yeah, Hendrix playing the Star Spangled Banner. I love it. I'm happy that it didn't come to more kind of like Din has yeah, to right. fight Bo because yeah, whatever be Will said. Like I'm glad that they came around with it, but like I don't know. I, I, it, it was kind of weird. It was just like, ah, the cyborg kind of kicked it away. So it's not mine anymore. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Like, yeah, it seems, it's, it is, it's, it's a weird uh, loophole, but you know, yeah. it's going to be what it's going to be. So, yeah. So it we got two left. So in our next episode, we'll be, oh, uh, we'll just be covering 
we'll be, we'll be getting them both, won't we? We'll be yeah. wrapping things yeah, up. Yeah, wrapping it up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, seven and eight. So look look forward to that, and and then with the Star Spangled Guest, hopefully we'll get Kay back because we wanted to have Kay on our our frequent collaborator. She's mm-hmm. a big Mando lover, so if if yeah. not her, maybe Missy. Missy is a huge Mando fan. I think she really enjoyed yeah. hanging out with us. But okay. we shall see, faithful listeners, what happens when you tune back in. So with that, I shall take I I shall square you away, just like the Duchess. Uh, Mark, where do people find you out there on the internet? They can find me on uh, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Although I've been on Twitter a lot less lately just because of the, I found the vibes weird over there, but you can still find me there at the underscore Canardian. Excellent. Very good. Uh, Before I outro myself, I will again thank our Patreons. Please visit us over at Secret Friends Unite dot com slash patreon uh for uh great new content additional programs i make a few myself mark you make a few uh todd and i do a great show about comic books we'd love to have you join so check out those options consider joining if you're not able to definitely feel free to pop over any one of our shows give us a rating on the streaming service of your choice it pumps up our q factor out there in the world lets people know that you like what we do at any rate, you can find me over on Twitter. I do still dabble at the C3. Go ahead and spell it out. I spend the rest of my time running the USS Grand Petoskey with my lovely wife, April. That is one of the biggest uh, chapters of the International Star Trek fan club uh, in the world. Uh, our little region represents Michigan and Eastern Canada, which I run. So if you're a trekker within the sound of my voice in one of those spots or even somewhere else, like to get connected with some other folks, find us on socials or at our website of that name. So with that, Mark. Yes, sir. Take us out. All right. I've flipped the script. Uh, I've flipped the script on you. Sharing is caring and keep on trucking. There we go. May the force be with you, Rex. Play us out. That's a short one. I'm useless without my cues, man. I don't know what to tell you. Oh my god. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite Podcasting Network. Visit SecretFriendsUnite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server. Or follow at SecretFriendsU on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.